All right. Episode seven. Here we go. I'm Rosario. And I'm Riley. This is Classic Mix-Up Podcast. You know the drill by now. Welcome uh, back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. For listening. Hope you guys are having a good week so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having a good week so far. Yeah, good week. Listening to talk. some music. Doing some podcasting. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. Uh, one of those weeks. Yeah, dude. It's like Gotham City outside. It's pitch black. Oh, raining. Dude, so gross. All it's I can gr- see, all I can see is street lights. I'm like, damn. It's it's kind of depressing. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, here and, it's like the same. Yeah, and next semester I I have a class at four to five, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like I don't oh, want to like do the that. Darkest the time spring. of the year you have a class at that. Yeah, time. I'm gonna have it's gonna be dark when I get out of class. It's gonna suck, mm. but I'm not I'm not worried about that. One day at a time, you know. Yeah, I've been looking for uh, paid internships to start. Okay, like cool. in Detroit, so like you know. Yeah, that's cool. I was looking for some this summer, but a lot of internships only want people with like they only want like mostly like seniors, maybe juniors. So I might still yeah, have especially a, I think in your year degree, it's a lot like that. Yeah, well, so for my degree, they want you to know a lot of like programming languages and stuff, and be comfortable yeah. on a lot of different softwares and stuff. But I'll yeah. I'll learn that stuff eventually. But yeah, mine's know. all like environment consultant so i'd like work with a team of people and like talk about sustainability and stuff because i've cool. I've kept a consistent sustainability like degree based like a sustainability based degree or like minor okay yeah because you switched your major but it's like still in the same kind of field yeah yeah i've switched my major like now a third time because I'm, I'm doing history now but i still have a minor in sustainability which is okay you know it's pretty good yeah that's cool. Yep. Anyway, do you do what what's going on? Anything new? Anything crazy? Nothing exciting, really. Just Dude. I don't know. Listening to a listening to a lot of music like usual, yeah. but some yeah, different stuff. I guess we'll talk about that later though. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's our final yeah. segment usually. That's our final segment. Yeah. Our, our for our first segment here though, if I guess if you don't know how it works, is uh we pick an album for each other to listen to. So we're going to start off with the one that Riley picked for me to listen to, and we're going to talk about it. It's called Perfect Confusion. It's a self-titled album from the band Perfect Confusion, uh, who would later become Cage the Elephant, if I understand correctly. Yeah. So two of the guys out of the band Perfect Confusion would leave the band, and in the midst of that, uh, Perfect Confusion gets discovered after this self-titled album gets gets discovered and... Uh, changes their name in lieu of the like the members, Changing members. members of the band yeah cool uh, but it's practically the sound and most of the quintessential members are cage the elephant which yeah. cage the elephant is a pretty popular band best known for K- uh ain't no rest of the wicked yeah and cigarette daydreams that song and cigarette daydreams good song yeah but they are all their other music is great too if Blink-182 changed their name every time they got a new membership, there would have been like seven names by now. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I, yeah, know, almost, I, I feel that. like I feel like the hot this is a little bit of a detour, but I feel like the Hoppus, uh, Matt Skiba, Travis Barker band iteration of Blink-182 should mm-hmm. have been a totally different band. I was just gonna say that the way like the last two Blink-182 albums have not really felt like. I guess if you still have Mark Hoppus, it is still Blink-182, but. Something feels off about it. Yeah, but like, yeah, that dude, that new single, same sounding band, 
we talked about that new single a few weeks ago. We both weren't like we're like not really into it. It's and getting like a lot it. of airplay. It's so on bad. It's, it's dude. It's, so on, it's on commercials. The NFL uh, was playing it in gross. between commercial breaks on Sunday. Like I was surprised to see. Like it's it's because millennials and Gen Xers. Yeah, I mean the concert it. tickets are three hundred dollars. Like clearly there's still a buzz for Blink One Eighty Two. I would rather cool. just see. I would rather just see Turnstile by yeah, themselves I in a proper they, setting. We think we talked about that the other week. They're too, touring right? with Snail Mail, I think. Uh, and Wallows. It's it's weird, dude. It's weird. I mean, I like no snail the mail. Turnstile. Turnstile's doing their own tour with. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a weird. Yeah, they're like still this, on tour. I feel like the Snail Mail up. fans wouldn't really wanna. Have you have you seen the a Turnstile the... show? Yeah, no. Have Have you seen the the thing where it was at Lala and they put Playboy Cardi on right after Miley Cyrus or right before Miley Cyrus and a bunch of people got fucking. Oh man, that's a classic I moment. Think, I don't think Turnstile fans are like gonna be rioting anytime soon. They're not like Cardi fans. Yeah, that's true. They're more. It's like, not exactly the same. Because like they're hardcore. Like any like true uh, like Turnstile fan is a hardcore fan or like a. Like an OG turnstile fan, a majority yeah. of their fans are ho- ha- true hardcore fans, and those and hardcore people are really like usually cool people. Yeah, they're not like the vamps. Met. No, vamps kind of get really mob mentality. Yeah. Well, there's this famous there's this famous tweet of this poor girl. She has like blood, like po- like literally covering her face, and she's like, "I got hit by a metal water bottle during Cardi's set at Lollapalooza oh, while I was waiting girl. for Miley Cyrus," and I'm like, "Oh Damn. my god." Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so we got to get back into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect confusion here. Uh, it's a pretty, yeah. pretty typical Riley album. It's like, that's uh, hey, hey, hey. not an insult. It just sounds like something you would like. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know how, how how do you describe it. It's like an indie rock kind of bluesy, bluesy. heavy guitar and bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty the typical drums. thing that Riley would like. So. I guess I'll yeah. I'll start on my opinion of it. So I listened to this album twice this week, as I like to do with every album on the podcast. Not that I manage to do that every week, but I like to. <laughs> um, so the first time I listened to it, I thought basically what I just said of it. It's like a pretty typical like blues rock type album. Um, I didn't really think there were many standouts, but um, I will say on the second listen, not only did kind of songs grow on me, but I noticed a lot more things in the songs and I, I noticed a lot of stuff that I would say you kind of need a little more of a trained ear for because mm-hmm. there's a lot of variation in, in the record, but it doesn't really show on the surface. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of get into that later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you yeah. agree with that or? Oh, a hundred percent. I think that like, even when I first listened to this album and I think it's, it's probably been a few years at this point, mm-hmm. um, it, it was very like subpar. Like I liked, like make peace and be free that was like and that's the most popular song off the album so it's like i love that song but then since that i've it's been an album that i've gone back to over the years and kind of like went back and like listened to every song and got into it like every song has kind of been like listened to or in like different times and you get into yeah yeah Yeah. nothing, nothing recently everything kind of like a year ago at this point like okay so it's been a minute. I, I actually really wanted to listen to this album all the way through. I haven't done it in a long time. So 
I did it for the podcast. And it was, yeah, that's awesome. that's kind of cool. You, I just think it's kind of cool that you picked an album that you like wanted to get back into. That's kind of what I did this week too, mm-hmm. and that was unplanned. So we'll yeah. get to that later. But yeah, I I uh, would say that um, this is the album in seven weeks of classic mix up and five weeks where I'm listening to a new album from Riley. This is the album that's grown on me the most from the beginning of the week to the podcast recording. Like the first time I heard it, I found it pretty uninteresting. And the most recent time I heard it, which was earlier today, I I found it really, I don't know. I was just just picking up on a lot of things, I guess. So I will start by saying that government song is my favorite song. Yeah, dude, Um, that's a great song. Yeah. You like that one? Um, Yeah. It's pretty. I, I like how uh, I was really interested on the the vocal kind of tones and I guess fluctuation on the song. Um, I like how he has more low key vocals in the verse and then it's like a loud hitting chorus, you know? And I love the drums in that. Yeah. I was just going to say it has a really good like guitar and drum solo at the end, which is cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then it's no go sorry to cut you off but yeah the, go the drums in the beginning is so good like re-listening yes. to it and it, every song kind of flows together really well in the album too you don't feel like it's like cutting off like yeah like that's you, true. you don't feel like out of place you can kind of listen to a song you can also listen to the songs in any order you want and it feels like it's a part of the same album but mm-hmm. i think that's just the attitude of the band at the time probably doing a lot of the same type of music a lot of the same type of instruments being used to record that kind of thing but yeah, government songs drums are probably the best on the album. Yeah, they're really cool. This that, that's that's one of the songs that I think is like really cool. There's some songs on. There's some. I mean, I'll still admit after I, I know I've been praising it about it growing on me. There's still some parts of it that I find like kind of uninteresting. But mm. there are some songs that I think are really cool. A government songs, one of those. I think "Make Peace and Be Free" you mentioned was the most popular that song. I think that's a, so that's cool. a really cool song. Yeah, I think the guitar. I think the, the the "Make Peace and Be Free" is probably the most popular song because I think it's a good example of the guitar, the bass, and the drums really all come together. You know, they mm-hmm. they work well together. And also, I'd say it um, it's a different type of sound. This is four tracks in at this point, or um, five, five tracks five. in at this point it creates a different sound that you haven't really heard on the first four. And on my second listen, especially it really stuck out to me as kind of a, a tonal shift in um, kind of similar sounding songs for one through four, I'd say. And then this song kind of really went and did a different thing, which I think the second half of this album, there's a lot of songs that do different things, which yeah, I, which I like is, a lot. which is awesome. Like, and, yeah. and it kind of, it's crazy. Cause like you bring up that, like the, first three or four songs have a certain attitude about them i think they do for the day is starts pretty similar attitude to like beat of your eardrums and like government Mm -hmm. song too they all kind of start up with like build up and then the break they have like soft and loud soft loud amy's institution is probably my favorite jeez i can't speak my second favorite song off the album mine too yeah because i love the the hey i love the message off of jamie i was just gonna say i love the commentary on that song I like it's the you know it's the it's like it talks about the over medication of people it talks about the over institutionalization of people yeah. with mental illness it talks about very like, interesting for a record like this i wouldn't expect that well every song cool. is kind of i when i re-listened to it today i listened to it twice like you did mm-hmm. um wants to just like jam to it because i love the album and uh, right a second time to really get into the lyrics and stuff 
a lot of the songs are such protest songs. And I think that's something that Cage the Elephant kind of keeps. Well, when they tr- when Perfect Confusion transitions into uh, Cage the Elephant, they really keep that. Like, yeah, like a government song. It's a song against the government. Like, it's basically yeah. saying, like, They're, fuck, yeah. like, fuck the government's corrupt and fucked up. Like, but mm-hmm. we don't use, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hurt people and break everything down. We're gonna change things with our words and with our actions, like our like our music, and which is yeah. cool. I like that. And then again on on track seven, which is roll over, roll over too. Yeah, yeah. There's an interesting amount of social commentary on this album. I, I think it's pretty cool. I think we mentioned government song, Jamie's institution, and roll over are probably the three biggest examples. I mean, they they talk about the world and really more specifically the country we live in, the state of things, and. Uh, it was kind of refreshing to hear on an album like this. I, I wasn't expecting it. It took me by surprise, but I'm I'm really glad I picked it up because it just added to another element to the album. It'll be on the rotation, I'm sure. Yeah, I think those three songs I just mentioned will 100% be on the rotation. Um, I yeah. think another one I that really stood out to me was uh, Midnight Rendezvous. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that's impressive about this album that I've kind of briefly touched on, you see especially in the second half, which I mentioned, is that... Mm there's a lot of different sounds and there's a lot of different ways I think to use the guitar and the bass. And mm-hmm. I think they, they do that really well. Um, and it, it just takes, I'd say um, as someone who's not as experienced on this genre or really has that like a close ear, I think it really showed on midnight rendezvous, but there's some really cool and interesting different ways to use the guitar and bass that they really displayed. Um, and then uh, the outro is another song that I really like. I'm blanking on yes. the name. Um, wallpaper. wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Wallpaper re-listening to it mm-hmm. because I was almost like I was listening to Wallpaper so like in- intensely that um, when it ended and it started up Live for the Day, I was like, what the fuck? The album's over. Yeah. <laughs> like. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Wallpaper. That's yeah. Wallpaper is. Uh, um, I think what I liked about Wallpaper is again they're displaying a different tempo and a different style there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a really fast kind of like it. It really reminded me of like of like an like a Fall Out Boy or something that that drum yeah. line. They have like a really fast like alt rock drums, and then they have their la- like that loud chorus, and they have like a really like slow and smooth like refrain after the chorus. It's like really cool and really satisfying to hear that really slow calming part uh, juxtaposed with the fast drums. Um, yeah. And I noted I, that it reminds me of the Zephyr song, which is like my favorite Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers song. Yep. So great yeah. song there. No, it's it, uh, Midnight Rendezvous you brought up a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very, it was very, the pacing of it reminds me of like a Beatles song. Like yeah, it could be. I'm not the most familiar with the Beatles, but well, even at Oasis, like it reminds, yeah. kind of reminds me of Oasis pace, like the yeah, right. And Oasis gets compared to the Beatles a lot, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, That's why I'm... something you would know a little bit, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, hopefully, I know it for this episode. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert! But yeah, I love how you have the sticker facing right into the camera. It's perfect. You see it? No, you can't see it if you're not watching on YouTube. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We have we stream on, am everything basically everything you listen to, mm-hmm. and we're on YouTube, so that's yeah. You can see our faces. Because some people find YouTube convenient, and you can see our faces. So 
Yeah. Yeah. A little more connected to us. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, complaints about this record, I would say um, every song has a pretty similar song structure, which Mm. I know song structure is an interesting topic, but it's something that I notice a lot. Uh, I say a lot of the artists that I like tend to vary their strong structure in terms of pace, you know, tempo, Mm. what comes where, you know, with different bridges, refrains in different places and stuff. I'd say this album is pretty formulaic in that sense. Right. However, I guess that's if I had to, to make a, a, a metaphor out of it, that's more the destination. And what's interesting about the album is the different ways they get there. So I guess it kind of goes back to the old adage yeah. of like the journey is important, which I didn't realize the first time I heard this album. But going back to it, I found that sure, every song at the end of the day, it's it's really it's not very multi-dimensional, mm. but they have a lot of variation in the types of stuff they do to get there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I think a lot of the mixing on the music is the exact same. Like the drums right. are the same. That's the true. Song, the guitar sounds the same. Uh, but the songs that do have different guitar and bass kind of... They like really the stick same. out to me. Yeah, like live, like Make Peace and Be Free, that guitar is nothing like any other, the, any right. other guitar on the whole album. Right, and I noted uh, that. Yeah that main riff on make peace and be free um is really contagious like it's very like melodic and fun Mm -hmm. and peaceful like uh make peace and be free is a song that i would listen to in the peak of summer like driving with the windows down in the peak of winter when i'm in the snow or like snow like if i were to snowboard or something that'd be a great snowboarding song i think case elephant is a good snowboarding band yeah 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 yeah, I, I think I'd say yeah. Going off what I was saying earlier, this is a really, this is a really I think stereotypical first album for a good musician. It's like they're not necessarily going out of their comfort zone. They're not doing too much different stuff, but they are showcasing their talent in the different guitar usage, the different riffs, the different tempos. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, uh, good record. Uh, nothing yeah, crazy, I, I, but enjoyable experience. Yeah, I'm sure it was music that they wanted to listen to and make. At of the course, time. yeah. A lot of the, well, it's crazy is this album came out in 05. And like, mm-hmm. you, like, thinking of other music that came out around like the mid-2000s, like, this is kind of really unique, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's pre... It, even like in my, my headspace of like, who else was doing like blues rock garage rock at the time you know you had mm-hmm. i mean they're really uh maybe you could say oasis but they were kind of doing it's not their really my, rock and yeah right you know, it's not really my genre of expertise but uh yeah I, I mean i could go into it a little bit but like uh yeah this, i mean this album out of gonna, spot at this point yeah but like so this album is i think why i like it so much is because it's kind of like a uh its own little wave of like this like garage like blues, blues rock like yeah which is like rock which i said right in the beginning is like totally like right down your alley yeah. like this album reminds yeah, and me of a ton yeah and it, it it's because like you think of like oh okay when did when did that really come to light well you think of like white stripes they were like early 2000s like oh two but they you know they started they didn't really, you know, they're very distorted. And then you had the Black Keys, but they only had two albums out at this point. 
mm-hmm. and they were all blues covers, you know, and like not they weren't very popular. Right, they weren't really getting off the ground at this point. Right. And then I think like when Perfect Confusion transitions into um KG Elephant and they get mm-hmm. the new lineup and they make um their first album, I think that's around the time when like bands like the black keys start off, off because they like an oa black keys releases um attack and release which is their first like more well-known album um and that's kind of around when the first um cage elephant. first cage elephant ca- came out and then uh white stripes gets more recognition you know after they break up and all that kind of stuff and that was like oh seven or whatever like oh five and then um so like that this rock that's more like melodic and bluesy and kind of soulful Mm -hmm. it's like this is kind of like a precursor to that like almost like proto yeah it's like starting the wave that's that's why it's not perfect obviously i mean they have influences of course and like you said they're making music that they like to listen to but it hasn't been perfect like there's no there's no blueprint yet for for how to make a record like this and they're kind of trying to figure it out i think but they also don't really sound like anybody at the time Right. At all. So, like, oh, five, you, I mean, like, you only have the few bands, but they were doing like Black Keys and White Stripes and all of them. Yeah. They were doing, you know, blues or super distorted rock or alter, mm-hmm. you know, and then everybody else was doing like, you know, pop punk or more poppy stuff. And yeah, you know, like even Nickelback, which is more like blues or heavy alt rock, they were super commercialized and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's like, you, this is this is pretty cool like it's kind of like something that would come out this year like 2022 but back in 05 right pretty it's cool. cool because it's like like i said they don't they don't have the the blueprint yet but um like they they were part of like making the blueprint you know like so that's it's it's a cool it's a cool piece of music history because mm-hmm. Like other albums we talked about on this podcast before, it's it's kind of the first of its type. It reminds me of of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot in a way, where when that album came out, they had they were grabbing influences from everywhere, and they kind of made the first album of its type with that. And this is similar to that because it was at the onset of a of a new genre. Mm-hmm. This is how fun fact. This is how I found. This album is how I found Patrick Sweeney. Really? There's a because, connection there, like a six degrees of separation. Well, because in thing. the suggested artists, yeah. also like section, Patrick Sweeney's in it. Right. Well, I think Which, I did a Patrick Sweeney then Perfect Confusion, but Yeah, right. But there's a there's a connection there. Yeah. I mean you hear the similarities. I mean Patrick Sweeney Patrick Sweeney doesn't use really as much heavy drums or like rock and roll type elements. I mean, he has the sum, but I'd say he, he focuses more totally on differently. He yeah, he, totally he, I was gonna say he focuses more on the vocal side of things. I mean, he's an incredible guitarist, but yeah, yeah. Look at me with my Patrick Sweeney knowledge. He's, I love he's this blues. Patrick yeah. Sweeney's Patrick Sweeney's a blues player, right? If you want to hear more about Patrick Sweeney, we talked about him in episode four, I believe. So, again, on brand for Riley. So, such an underrated artist too. Yeah, Patrick Sweeney makes great music. And if you want to hear more about the Black Keys, unfortunately, you can't because it's in the Lost episode. And we haven't done another one. I can't believe I'm, with me, I'm a huge. I'm like the yeah. top zero one percent listeners on Spotify. The Black Keys still. It's true. He's been how many? You've been like what three of their concerts? Three years. Oh, three years. One percent top 
point oh one percent. I've been to well, two that's of impressive. Concerts. Two of their concerts. Yeah. That's yep. So they were your top artists three years in a row. No. Oh. But that's how much I listen to music is that I'm in their top zero zero one percent. And they're and still I, not even here. Yeah. That's cool. I don't have Spotify, so I don't know those type of things. But I know my most listened to artists this year is uh, Mr. JID. Oh yeah, we're gonna yeah. see him in April. We are gonna see him. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, do you have song recommendations for the people? Off of the uh, platform? yeah, I mean the ones we've brought up mostly. I mean, I think uh, the really, I mean, it's a short album. I'd say just listen to it. Yeah, it's, it's 30, 35 35 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's, but it's my also, favorite songs. It. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean. We, I, we mentioned our favorite songs. I will guess I'll reiterate. Uh, Government Song, Jamie's Institution, and Wallpaper are my favorites. Um, mm. Make Peace and Be Free and Midnight Rendezvous are probably more fan favorites, and they're really interesting songs. So I guess if you want to listen to like half, that's half the album right there if you want to try that. But yeah, or it's just a short listen album. the first five songs. So the first yeah. five songs are all bangers, and they're really good. And then the second half of the album is just is exactly the same in quality. So... You know, yeah. if you like the first half, then listen to the second half. Or, you know, let's jump around, listen to the songs that we've talked about. Uh, if you're going to start with one to see if you want to dip your toes in, I would definitely say uh, Jamie's Institution. Yeah, that song's awesome. Uh, Very. It has that, that one beginning, makes that message. Uh, but if you want something more chill off that album, make peace and be free, I would definitely say. Yeah, yeah. good pick. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess that will take us then to our second album, which is one that I picked for this week, which is one of my favorites. It's uh, What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis. What a classic album! It is a classic, it's considered one of the greatest, I believe. Yeah, of all time, I mean, by some, by the by the Brits, definitely. Um, all right, no, no, you don't think so? Uh, Okay, so it's a commercial giant. I, I loved I loved Oasis in high school, like early high school. I loved mm-hmm. Oasis, like late freshman year, early sophomore year. I have a fucking I ordered an Oasis sticker before I knew what Redbubble was, and I like put it on my, you know, I bought this online and put it on my water bottle. This is my water bottle from from high school. I still use it. Um. But uh, if you want to see the water bottle, watch on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm showing my <laughs> water bottle. Huh? Yeah, I can describe it. It's blue. It's got stickers on it. Whatever. I just. Whatever. Um. But yeah. So I I've listened to this album before all the way through, and we kind of had this discussion like last week of like, oh, I that I've listened to this album all the way through, right? But I haven't listened to it in a, the mindset that I'm in now. I was a child when I last listened to this mm. album all the way through. Really even gave a shit about Oasis. When I, you know, uh, I think when their documentary, they had a documentary kind of come out like a few years ago. That was, they had this big show in London and it was the, the tribulations of their, like, the life. Because the two brothers in the band, uh, Liam and Noel, they out, hate each man. other. They yeah. fucking hate each other, and they hate each other when they were in the band. They hated each other. They hate each other now. They're yeah. both successful artists on their own, but they hate each other. So that was just hearing them argue was like so sad because I love their music so much. Right? They make such great music for, from what I've heard, always arguing and eventually. I mean, really got the band like split up. So yeah. Well, uh, Liam doesn't uh, play an instrument. He sings, and it was like his first like 
real band was Oasis, mm-hmm. and he kind of like was like, ah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna join your band, because Noel like he like um he he plays guitar, and they were like you know played with buddies, the guys, the rest of the guys in the band, and then they like yeah. made their first album, and then this is their sophomore album, which is crazy right. because. I think this is their. I want to say this is their sophomore album, right? I don't it is. know that. Often. It is, yeah. Which is crazy because bands usually hit the sophomore slumps. Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I in c- comparing it to their first album, definitely maybe it's completely different. Like I I I think a lot of bands that hit the sophomore slump. They either they either go like too similar, like they're not doing anything special. Or they go too different and kind of do a backseat lovers where they just abandon what made their first album good and go with something totally different. Um, I think Oasis was kind of set up for success because they 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 had a lot of potential coming off of definitely maybe because it was a good album, but it was not really polished, it was not really serious. Um I believe there's a quote by Noel Gallagher where he says, um, Definitely maybe is the story of guys who like want to be rock stars, but don't really know how to do it. And mm-hmm. what's the story of morning glory is the story of guys who are rock stars and are going to act like it. So I think you see a lot more confidence on what's the story morning glory. I think you see a lot more cre- creative decisions made and, and more unique stuff done, but it all works out. I mean, everything hits and it comes together perfectly, which really helps you avoid the sophomore slump. Yeah, no, it was, and it has two of their most popular songs on it. Two, it has two of the most popular songs ever, really. Period. At least Period. one of them. Yeah, Period. so it's Wonder a charting Wall giant. The champagne, album. champagne supernova. Well, like, yeah, and even don't look back in anger. Yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Three. It, it's yeah. Like three their, well, I was talking to my mom. She loved Oasis back in the '90s. She was like mm-hmm. perfect age for this album to come out. She's okay, like in her yeah. 20s. Yeah, yeah. Um. And uh, she was talking about how Champagne Supernova was like the shit when it came out. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, we didn't, you know, Wonderwall was good, but it was Champagne Supernova. Yeah. A seven so minute like, hit. I mean, that's rare. Yeah. And it was yeah, because every moment is a, is just, in it's like, it's like music. watching a movie. Yeah. So yeah, the album had numerous hits, like we said. So you have Don't Look Back in Anger, Champagne Supernova, and of course the one that, Hopefully, everyone listening to this podcast has heard Wonderwall, which went number one. Um, we, we actually, it went number one. It stayed number one for like thirty weeks, I believe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about well, Wonderwall and it was a little bit. and this album. Well, this well, the crazy thing about this album is it first blew up in the UK, like right, huge, yeah. huge, huge, and it's then like a second it went British to the US and blew up huge, huge, huge. Like, so it was like it's one of the only the albums that's. It's one of the, I have that written in my notes is that one thing I find interesting is that it's one of the only albums to have insane success in the UK and then in the US, like kind of in two separate waves and yeah. be as big as it was. I mean, I, I mean, coming from the UK and then coming to the US rather than vice versa. So, right. And the chart data shows this. I mean, they had hits, they had number one hits in the UK before the US probably even had this album, I'm assuming. So, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Well, and what's crazy is that they weren't. It wasn't as so. I don't know which which where it was, but I think it was in the UK. Oasis really struggled to chart because of Blur. You know the oh, song, yeah, Three right, guys. Right, right. Were, you know, 
they are were huge in Britain. Like mm. Blur was the shit. The pop rock band. Yes. yes. And they were the Brit pop. Yeah. And then and then so they Oasis really tried to they were trying to out chart Blur with this album. So they put their a lot into it and uh they yeah. ultimately won with this, like and they won in the US as well, like even long term success too. They had a couple albums come out come out after this, and then obviously they you know yeah. broke up sadly. But like it, you know, they should get back together. Just saying, but I've been saying it. You know that <laughs> right. that's like everybody else and their mom being like, "Always oh, should get back together." It's like, yeah, you know, I think they've done their thing. They have a large discography of which I've only heard definitely maybe in this album. I'm not yeah. really a, I'm not like a huge fan of of the band per se, but I just really I fell in love with this album as soon as I first heard it. Um, mm. I mean, so now that we've kind of given the the history of it, I guess, and some facts. I mean, sonically, it's it's really uh, it's characterized by like being a super raw album. I think a lot of people would point out that it is not very polished i mean intentionally i'd say it has that kind of sound to it that kind of raw sound that kind of brings out the emotions and kind of extracts the minute details of the songs that is which is a, a char- common characteristic of of indie rock um so the the combination of those sonic elements mm-hmm. combined with gallagher's like exaggerated vocals which one yeah uh uh, uh liam liam, liam exaggerated vocals and uh Mm. like uh one one way i I saw the album described when i was researching it is that it was characterized by quote-unquote huge choruses which i thought was like a perfect way to describe this album Mm. when i was trying to to write notes about it is you have his emotional singing and kind of drawn out acoustics and stuff like that that makes for huge songs they're like cinematic rock and roll ballads with huge catchy choruses and it, it really all comes together for a perfect combination yeah um in terms of uh specific songs obviously you have i mean we have to we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about wonderwall um I, i'll go out on a limb and say that most people like many songs that spent 30 weeks at number one most people probably don't care for this song at least anymore but uh, maybe since I like wasn't alive when the song was really popping off like that, I can like appreciate it differently because uh, I think it's a great song, and yeah. I think it's it's like the most clear example of one of the most acclaimed aspects of the record, which is again Gallagher's like over the top vocals and like really uh, warm personal kind of delivery. Mm. And it, it, it kind of is really different than some of the more rock and roll in your face songs like Roll With It. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just I just really like that about the song. It comes early in the album, but it's it's catchy, obviously. And the acoustic guitar is a great change of pace. And yeah, his the way he sings on this song, he doesn't really sing on any other songs except for maybe maybe Don't Look Back in Anger. But yeah, it's mm. a I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess like I mean Wonderwall is one of those songs you hear everywhere, everybody plays of in the guitar, everybody knows Wonderwall. 
Mm. Everybody says don't play a Wonderwall. It's horrible, whatever. It's just like every like everybody can kind of sing to Wonderwall because it's like, what is a Wonderwall? <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, don't focus too hard on the lyrics of this album. Like ever, there's not really much. Which going is on. funny coming from you because you're a lyric guy. You're, I I I, like, I I have a uh, heightened ability as compared to Riley to pick up lyrics and meanings, but I don't use it always. It can turn up, be turned on and off. Mm, okay. When I listen to What's yeah. the Story, Morning Glory, the the lyric meter is turned all the way down, except for She's Electric, where I get to pick I have to pick out all the little British references. But I'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Yeah, I re-listening to this album was really nice too because I get to pick out songs that I'm gonna like listen to more, like roll with it. Like I love roll with it. It's such a fun, like exciting entrance to this album because then I love how it's like a fast little song and then it goes into like two like power ballads. Like yeah, dude, that that's and that's really the two categories of song on this album, I'd say. And there's some songs that dip their toes in both, but you have like like power rock, like you know, quick, fast, like loud song. I don't, I don't know terminology, but whatever. Yeah, no. And then, that's, that's, and then you have these, like, like you said, like these, like larger than life, drawn out rock and roll ballads. And you have some songs that are kind of a mixture of both. And that's really where my favorite songs are. Um, my two favorite songs are uh, "Hey Now" and "Some Might mm. Say." Because I think okay. they're both a perfect combination of like an upbeat, catchy song that also dips its toes in the larger than life ballad. I mean, it, it has a running time. Hey, now has a running time of six minutes. So mm. it, it, it shares that kind of long drawn out feel as some of the other songs like Champagne Supernova. Yet it still retains that catchy replayability that I think you might not find in a Champagne Supernova or a Don't Look Back in Anger. And then the same can pretty much be said for some might say it's just very catchy. I actually I, I I lied. I like the lyrics of some might say. I think they're somewhat thought provoking. Yeah, I um for picking favorites, I think it's don't like don't look back in anger. Still, yeah, like I, I mean, you can't go wrong there because I I love like I mean I love like the history of the lyrics too. Like of like because Noel would write the lyrics. Noel Gallagher would write the lyrics and then his brother Liam would, would sing, sing them. Yeah. And a lot of the time he would improvise. And one of my favorite like lines is like the chorus where it's like, so Sally can wait. Yeah. Right. She if you know the story. Too late as we're walking that. on by. So it's like, it's just like it was like supposed to be the so sad to wait. You know, it's too late, which, which is the second verse, you know, second chorus or whatever. Right. Um, But then Liam was like, well, he was just I, saying shit. Just, he was like, well, why would, you know, why would I, why would we, what about Sally? You know, this girl, Sally, this is what you're talking about. Like, don't look back in anger. And then like, it was this totally different, adds a different meaning. It's now like, like a different song. The song, yeah. the song was like supposed to be like a forgiving people for their wrongs kind of song. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into a song about like, hey girl, don't get mad at me. <laughs> like, yeah, hey girl, forgive me, please. Like. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. But uh yeah, that's why I love that song. I just every time I listen to it. And it's yeah. just like I think every every time Dylan Look Back in Anger turn, comes on, I like I'm up going like this standing waving Yeah, exactly. I yeah, no, that's exactly how I feel. Singing too. the chorus. Exactly how I feel. Like I'm there. Um 
what else what song surprised me uh she's electric is like a beatles song like, I love yeah it. it and the always is getting kind of beatles comparisons but this is one that really oh huge, huge. yeah right it's um other so i if i had a top three it'd be right now after this listen to us don't look back in anger morning glory and mm. hello because okay those, cool those are totally different so, from mine which is a classic cool. a classic and two songs that surprised me after this listen mm-hmm. but every song is kind of good off the same. yeah yeah i i mean of course i mean my top three is vastly different i mean but of course i mean i love don't look back in anger i love that it's aided by like the piano and the tambourine yeah. i mean that's cool they you don't see that everywhere they actually have a tambourine a larger than you would think amount of times in this album it's kind of hidden usually but you can hear it pretty yeah. well on Don't Look Back in Anger. And they have the piano in there. Right. And um, for Don't Look Back in Anger, I think it's cool. I think we um, it goes back to a topic we've touched on before when we were talking about Palace. It's kind of this idea that indie rock singers are not usually talented vocally, like like technically speaking, but they have this like unmatched ability to convey emotions in their singing and to just elevate a song to the next level and i think oasis and don't look back in anger specifically is another great example of this i mean yeah. gallagher is like a fine singer but like just the way that he delivers the vocals and what he's able to do to to bring that song to the next level both emotionally and sonically is is really impressive and that's probably the best example of that yeah well i think it's any like i think this is something that we've kind of like talked about as i've like shown you music is like mm-hmm. that you know a band isn't just the singer trying to tell you what the music is, like what the, what the, what the story is. Right. It's very like a lot of, a lot of good bands, their singers may not necessarily be good. You have bands that are, that their singers are good, but doesn't make or break a band. The singer's not good because then you have the other instruments telling the story, like in palace, like, or, or Patrick Sweeney. Like I, I let you know about the Patrick Sweeney album last, mm-hmm. you know, whatever weeks, a couple weeks ago that, um, you know, listen to the guitar. The guitar is, is someone singing. Like, it's like someone, it has lyrics. If you listen to it, like, you know, it has right. emotion. And I think Oasis does that too. Their composition and their music is really cool. And like, yeah, very Beatle esque, you know, but, the guitar playing is really good. They get criticized a lot for having a lot of open chords, which are just the most basic chords you can learn in guitar. There's no complexity to okay. them. They're very rhythmic, very... See, the, yeah, this is outside of my expertise. Um, that's just their criticism, and they're kind of dicks, uh, the guys in the band are, but the music's good. So. Music's good, yeah. Very, very, very British. I know we talk about the Beatles a lot, but it's the like... Brit rock. This is Brit rock. They are, yeah. They're from the UK. We mentioned that. She's Electric is hilarious. Um, mm. I love that song a lot. I love uh, just the things that are said on the song are so British. I mean, I, I, I don't want to just read them off a list because I don't have them written down, but uh, it makes me laugh every time and kind of reminds me. Uh, sometimes when you hear uh, British people sing, oftentimes they don't have like a heavy accent. A lot, when, when anyone sings, they, you don't really hear an accent because they're like vocalizing or whatever but it definitely comes through on this album, which is something I just randomly thought about. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that goes back to him not yeah, being like we'll the most. Brit, Brits need to start singing with their accents, man. 
Like, yeah, do something different. Don't be like. I mean, it sounds good on the. It's, it's like it. It sounds different, obviously, yeah. than what we're used to. But it sounds good on this album. So, shout out to yeah. my British friends. Shout out to to the the great country of. But I quite fancy her mother, Rosario. Yeah, her, and, and her cousin, in who's fact, got a who's got, got a bun in cousin. the oven. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anything else to say other than I guess we can do song recommendations again, even though we've kind of harped on a lot of the songs already. Uh, all of them. Like, yeah, I mean, this is a great album. You can't I mean, you can't really miss out. All the, you listen to one song, and you're going to get the you know the sound. Yeah, and that's why I that's why I think I I listened to this album originally. Well, first of all, Wonderwall came to me in a dream, so. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I, I dream in with – so a lot of – if you Google it, a lot of science – because I've done a lot of research into this. Uh-huh. I'm going to go off a, little, a small tangent, but it's okay. Uh, I've done a lot of research into this. A lot of scientists say you, you can't have – you can't hear sounds in your dreams. However, if you listen to enough music and get enough songs stuck in your head, um, I definitely dream in music. Uh more that's like, weird because i feel like i have a lot of sound in my dreams i feel like i do too but that but what what it could be i theorize is that we are so used to having sound in our world that when we see something or feel something we associate it with a sound yeah. and i think maybe when you're maybe when you're remembering your dream you remember the events of your dream with the the sound that they would have if they were yeah. to happen in real life but <clears throat> really i guess the the counter to that is that I, I do if I I I'll get I'll wake up I mean do you guys do you ever wake up with like a song stuck in your head because it happens to me a lot yeah I'll wake I, up I have songs stuck in my head twenty four seven yeah I, I mean I I I'll wake up with a song stuck in my head that I've literally barely ever heard in my life but I'll have it stuck in my mm-hmm. head and that happened to me with Wonderwall um a long long time ago when I first discovered this album I guess mm-hmm. I woke up with with a song stuck in my head and I'm like God I I, what, I don't recognize this I mean you know how long ago it was I barely recognized Wonderwall. So that led right. me to, to find Wonderwall and led me to find their other hits. And when I really started getting into music more and getting into to rock more, um, yeah, I gave this one a listen. And like, there's really not a moment you want to miss out on on this album. I mean, I right. recommend you listen to Don't Look Back in Anger and Champagne Supernova. But I mean, like, to get the full experience, I mean, it's 50 minutes. It's not too long. It's a fantastic album. Well worth a listen. Yeah, so, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, the song that I woke up uh, most recently stuck in my head is um, can't remember the f- the name of it right now, but I'm gonna look it up and find it because it's a random song that I don't really listen to. But oh, it's called um, it's called "All for You" by Sister Hazel. It's from the '90s. I don't know if you know it, but uh, uh, the the chorus is like um, it's like uh, it's hard to say what it is I see in you. And I woke up and I had that stuck in my head and I'm like, what is that from? Uh, apparently it's a like a dad rock band. Uh, I listen to the song though, it's pretty decent. So I don't know how that got in my mind while I was sleeping though. Hmm. I don't if if there's any dream scientists out there, I'd love to know what's you going on. Do dream study on you, huh? Dream I, I, I I have some a lot of crazy dreams, like Me too, dude. Yeah, mostly realistic, but <laughs> that's funny. all dreams that I'm sleeping and that I wake up from the dream and I feel insane. Like I feel like I'm like, like yeah, I really, like need to go into the pen, you know. 
That's weird. Yeah. I I say a lot of people say they don't remember their dreams, but I'd say I remember my dreams a fair amount because they're mostly mundane though. Hmm. Like if I'm doing something right before bed, I I'll like dream of that thing. Like I've been playing Overwatch and I like totally dreamt that I was playing Overwatch the other day. Hmm. And when I was golfing in the summer, I literally have dreams about golf like so often. I don't know, it's just mundane stuff but i remember my dreams and they have music in them so yeah i think a lot of my my dreams are filled with a lot of anxiety like a lot of my yeah luckily i don't have into dreams it's kind of it's crazy because like if daily life is not horrible you know like whatever some Mm -hmm. things are stressful but right when i my brain turns off it's like you have to do everything right now you have to you in in my dream it's like oh what's going on but that happens sometimes um I had a dream the other night that I got a sick tattoo, but then it got in the way of another tattoo. Oh, no. Did you accidentally cover up your Abbey Road tat or something? Fuck no, dude. Okay, just that. making sure. Just making sure. I would never do that. Of course. Um. Uh, I, know, I was going to say something totally unrelated. Um. Oh, Boldly James dropped. I Again. saw that. I was going to ask you. I, I was listening to it before the before i got you know yeah 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 so you heard it did you listen to it yeah of course what Um, do you think of it uh it's good as usual i mean he's probably the most consistent rapper i've ever heard in my life um yeah his bars are always awesome always heavy hitting great production from future wave on it what he's done this year is incredible he has three different albums they're all collaborations with three different producers they each have their own kind of identity um my favorite, I think, of the three, now that they're all released, is uh, probably the first one he came out with, which was back in, mm. I want to say, May or April. Uh, it was with Real Bad Man. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, I forget what it's called. Um, it's a great album, though. Um, it has a gun on the cover. I think I just, the name is escaping me, but um, I'll probably link it below. But uh, one of my favorite albums of the year Killing Nothing. Killing Nothing, yeah. And then he had the album we talked about a couple weeks ago on our podcast. Yeah, and then he recently just dropped Mr. 1008. 1008. Yeah, really cool Three album. different, totally different, like, attitudes. Yeah, they're, yeah. Albums. they have their like, own Mr. identities. Mr. 1008 is the straight-up 2010s, like... That was rap, the grittiest like, one, for sure. Rap. Very grimy. My favorite lines was, like, were, like, he was, like, rapping, and he's, like, he's, like, I'm from real Detroit, not from the, you know, they won't understand. They're like the guy, the guys from the brownstones wouldn't understand or something like that. Yeah, Not there's the some Browns. good Detroit bars on there. Then, or like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm from, I'm from the real Detroit. Not, not no townhomes. Uh, something, yeah. something from the brownstones. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit! Like, so the dudes from like the hoods in like because brownstones are like West Coast, like that's West Coast like city. Like, okay, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe it's an East Coast, West Coast kind of like maybe he's dissing the guys on the maybe. coast, and he's like, oh, I really grew up in the shit, and I'm like, dude, yeah. that's so hard. I didn't pick that up, but there was a lot of Detroit things I picked up. There was a there was a news broadcast, and I'm 600 miles away from Detroit right now, but there was a yeah. news broadcast that was like that he played as an intro to this album that I think is like really outdated at this point, but it's like mm-hmm. uh, it was a news broadcast saying Detroit is officially the murder capital of the world, and I'm like. Yeah, that's my city. Yeah. Yeah, that's murder capital of the world. That's the city that when I'm out of the state, I say that I'm from. Yeah, that's the biggest city. Which is me. not anymore because there's not a population. 
Yeah, so I guess right. per capita think, it would be true, but I think not uh, I want to say it's actual like numbers. Baltimore or something, but uh, yeah. it's uh, St. Louis, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, St. Louis. Saint Louis. What goes on there? Fucking, I don't know. Fuck the Cardinals. That's Detroit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck the Cardinals. I, the Cardinals. They I'm still not. I'm still not over the 2006 World Series, and I was three. Yeah, fuck so the Cardinals. Fuck I, the Cardinals. Why did they do that shit? That the world that the that the All Star Game determines home field advantage. Oh my god, dude! I don't that. even. Don't get Who me started on the, that, dude. Don't get me started on the Tigers falling short in the World Series now, okay? Because, oh my yeah, god! And then the 2006. Sweeping. I I don't. I was three years old in 2006. Or but I remember old. 2000. I watched every game of the sweep. Yeah. I watched bad. every game that the Giants swept the Tigers. Miggy yeah. was a fucking triple crowd winner. We had Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Rick Porcello, and Santos. Prince Field. Well, no, that was his slump season, but um, true. Yeah, like we swept the Yankees in the ALCS. The Yankees! Oh my god, dude! Oh Yankees. no, I watched. No, they played in the um, they played in the ALCS. Oh. No, what was um what did they play? Ah uh, shit. They played they No, played, they played think, Oakland, right? Oh no. Ah uh, I don't remember. No, that. they played Oakland in 06. I don't know who they played before the Yankees. Maybe Cleveland? I don't know. I thought they played St. Louis before and it was like kind of a know. revenge. They I, played I, St. I, Louis okay, one year. I, I was very young still in 2012, but I remember the ALCS was, in the but World But I watched Series. every game. Me too. I, my little I was big into baseball that year. at that time. My my little cousins were born that year while they were mm-hmm. in the world, like around that time they were yeah. in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like being so pissed when you know, around like my anger as a child was like I remember being in the hospital and I was like in fourth grade or whatever, and I was like, Oh, the tigers did win the, the tigers. Yeah. I was like, fuck Buster yeah. Posey. I was like, I hate Buster Posey. You can't that's run like, into the catcher anymore because of Buster Posey. Yeah, that's true, dude. That that blocking the plate rule is the dumbest, dude. What a fucking little bitch! You oh, you blocked <laughs> your knee because someone ran into you. Be a better catcher than be a stronger guy. Yeah, God, skill issue, honestly. Man, Alex Avila was better than that fraud, anyways. Anyways, yeah, he only got that because his daddy was the GM. I know. He was never. He was. He was my favorite player growing up. I was a catcher. Really? Well, I was a catcher. Oh, so yeah. I but I hated him. fucking. I hated Alex Avila. You know, when I was that my age, my favorite catcher was Joe Mauer. <laughs> there you go. Joe I Mauer. I didn't know like what or was Jorge going. Posada off that on the Jorge Posada. What what about Pudge, dude? That's that's a legend right? Detroit legend right there. Oh, dude! I remember seeing Pudge when I was a little kid, and I was yeah. like, yeah. That guy, that guy, you know the memes on TikTok where it's like I defined my whole like identity around this. Yeah. Person, Pudge, yeah, that was Pudge Pudge. Pudge. that was my my baseball Man. identity. That guy's my favorite baseball player of all time. Man, you really you really know that we're doing this podcast for us because this is a music podcast. We're talking about the 06 Detroit Tigers. They suck. Oh no, not those. No, no, those, those, those three or oh four. I think they lost like hundred twelve games. Yes, they suck. My parents, early. my parents had season tickets to whatever year that was. I think it was oh four. Oh my god. They had season tickets to that, and then they bought. I think they bought season tickets. They might have started them the next year because they were so cheap after they lost all those games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. You know that meme where it's like 
that that viral tweet where it's like guys could like sit around for hours and name old sports players and be entertained. It's like it's so true. It's so true. Do you remember the remember the you know this is probably this this is all connects back to Boldy because he's from okay. Detroit. Okay. Yeah. But um, dude, that fucking pitching rotation that we had for like four years. Oh, remember Doug Fister? I do. You, you, okay, so during when dude, we had was- when we had the rotation of like. Verlander, Porcello, Fister, Annabelle Sanchez. Um, I went to like so many Tigers games during that period, so I saw all those guys. We there. won too much. Even when we sucked after that, we still won too many games. Pitching yeah. was shut down. Like e- the pen was even great because you had Phil guys Coke, that dude. like Phil Coke pitched until like way past he should have been. And that was crazy because yeah. he, he came out and that would be insane. And then, but yeah. we had some, we had Fernando Rodney when he was dog shit and like Al Albuquerque. Remember him? Al Albuquerque. That dude, <laughs> dude the, guy's, the guy's name went from, went from here all the way to here. Yeah. It was like a rainbow. Yeah. It was like a rainbow. Joel Zumaya, the dude that could throw a hundred and he's the first dude, pitcher to throw a hundred. You're, you're like, you're like an encyclopedia for that, man. That's crazy. I'm a big Tigers fan. Oh, me too. Me too. It's almost and that like was childhood. That. I watched Tigers every day. Like I watched oh, used, baseball every day. Baseball used to be my number one top sport, and I, I would still come love home baseball. From school and watch baseball. Yeah, me too. My dad, my dad used to love baseball. Be on in the house every day. But, and Tigers have a new GM, so hopefully there's a good direction. I think there's a chance for them. We have we have a lot of prospects. Youngest I mean, team too. Youngest yeah, team in the league. Right. Right. So that's cool. I think we should probably probably get off that. Yeah, but the Boldy album, uh, yeah, it was good. Away is it's uh, short, also, so I'd recommend yeah. that. I yeah. I think it's a very traditional uh, underground rap. I know that's kind of backwards thinking, but like, okay, it's nothing. Nothing really stands out to be like. Oh, I mean, my it's God, not. It's not spectacular. I mean, he has far better, but it's really, no. I'd really say it's cool. the weakest album of the year from him, by far. Yeah, like, I, think, yeah. I think fair exchange. I think fair exchange. You know, robbery is the second yeah, best it album and I it agree. stands pretty above i agree i oh so well for me i i think killing nothing is like the clear best yes and then maybe because of the length it feels more of a full-length album where these last two excuse me these last two are a little shorter more like maybe more mixtapes kind of vibe from them but i think it's just impressive anyone who can put out that much music and have it be good still so oh his bars are still hit and his production is a classic Boldy James production. Yeah, this is more his. I think smacked. I think smacked had like a really cool like, uh, fucking saxophone. No, 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 it wasn't that. I'm not. I'm not I don't quite remember. It's been a while. I listened to this when Mortimer Milestone. Friday. It's the second song off the album. Has a has some okay. good saxophone in yeah, it. Yeah, like, the, the yeah. This is just Boldy. Was... This is just his right. bars are always good and yeah. You can if I was gonna it. recommend a song off it, um, the single could be worse. Um, very yeah. good song. Yep, because yeah. I remember when that dropped. I think we brought it we up. Listened to it, uh, yeah, we listened to it on on Discord call. It was in yep. the post podcast of one of our podcasts. Yeah, but yeah. actually, conspiring wasn't on it, which I'm surprised. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I, I well, I don't know if that song was produced by Future Wave. Now that I think about it, oh, definitely was not. It was that right. one so French that's... like. Right. Where is so... that album? I want that album instead of Dude, I mean, the, 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 the Dilla album is coming out soon. The Boldy is that a James Boldy and Dilla? And Dilla? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna shit my pants. I, I just saw an interview uh, about 
it's coming. It's like I'm like soon. this podcast is the only like avenue for my dad to like listen to new music. Okay, What's up, dad, are you sure you're listening? Shout out Riley's dad, Mr. Greenwood. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, he, you know, he he loves rap and rock, so he uh he needs new music to listen to, and I yeah. always recommend Boldy to him. I'm always yeah. like, dude, he's from Detroit. He, you know, he he's a fucking amazing. I, he listened so to all good. of Bo Jackson. He's like, yeah, it's good. And I'm like, nice. dude, like, uh, but yeah, it's, it's such good stuff. Like, and I'm always like, you gotta listen to you gotta listen to uh, West Side Gun. He's Black Star and Run the Jewels on his new style. Yeah, did he listen? I, that's a little less accessible than Boldy. I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta hit him up. Be like, yeah. Um, did you listen to the Drake and I guess 21 Savage? Oh, fucking no, dude. That's dog what, shit. What do you have against Drake and 21 Savage? <laughs> Drake. Okay, Drake's going to make music that's going to sell. Is it good music? And no. it did. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll disagree here. Um, I love Drake personally. <laughs> um, good, that's good for you. Hey, listen, I just can't stand his fucking music. That's that he fine. That, that's fine. I, I like. I mean, I, I know anyone who who listens to Drake and is a Drake fan knows it's not a hot take to say his old music was way better because it was. Um, his Portland. New, yeah, yeah, Portland's good. Um, this new album, Her Loss. I mean, you don't listen to it, so I'm not gonna. Oh, I go listened to it. Much. Oh, you listened to it. Yeah. I thought you said you're not listening to that shit. I listened to it. <laughs> Dude, 30 seconds ago you said you didn't listen to it. I could have sworn. I see, I, okay, technically I didn't listen to it all the way through. but Okay, I but you heard it. some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rich Flex. I'll, I'll give my... Rich Flex. I'm like, oh my god, best song to ever be put first in an album. Like, it's like it, he just cuts off the sound halfway through and then beat switches and it's like the hardest shit ever. I'm like, listen to like any like fucking West Side Gun. Listen to any Rome Streets. And you'll get actually good bars. Like yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not listening to Drake for bars. I'm listening to Drake to feel like a bad bitch. I don't know. To twerk? You're Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in my dorm room alone twerking to no not no like I don't this album <laughs> listen, I love Drake. I, I love Drake. I do. I'm not gonna like lie about that. Right. I know I'm supposed to be like some kind of music elitist who has a music podcast. I fucking love Drake. I'm sorry. But this album, like it's not what I wanted from a Drake and 21 Savage collab because I mean they just dropped that song Jimmy Cooks a couple months ago. That song's right, awesome. but Jimmy Cooks is awesome. That song was awesome. This was yeah. not awesome. This was I I, I feel think like Drake kind of ruined yeah. 21's image with this one. I think like Drake pitched this out to 21. They still have fucking each other's butts at this point. Like and that's what I'm that's what I'm like like I think Drake pitched this album or something. I think Drake pitched this album to 21 and 21 Savage like just like didn't say no because Drake like this is not 21 Savage music at all. Yeah, I, don't really, I think Drake I don't has two misses this year for albums. Yeah, I agree. Like, I okay, agree. so I, well, yeah, it's a Drake album. It, honestly, never mind. Absolute miss. Not good at all. This, uh, I like a lot of songs off it. It's just not really what I wanted from Drake and Twenty One Savage. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna fall off really fast. Like her, her well, that's yeah, really that wouldn't fast. surprise me. I mean, I, I don't know, just just. I don't know. Just looking at the track list, like really quickly. Last three, last three albums from Drake. Dude, do that stuff. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't really. CLB kind of sucked too. I I uh, 
I'm, I'm just, just looking. I like. I just look back at like the old, like even not even old. There's like literally like Scorpion, like had. I love Scorpion you know, side. A. Great album. Like yeah. a lot of songs, a lot of, a lot of different bangers. shit. More life, great. I remember when More Life dropped and he was going into like streaming. He's like only dropping on streaming, and I was like, oh, I listen to streaming. <laughs> and then I listened to Passion Fruit, like because that was like, and Portland, Passion. Was, dude. Passion Fruit is so. Even if if you hate Drake, listen to Passion, Passion Fruit in a void, and I think you might like it. Um. Anyways, Portland is such a good beat, too. Yeah. And then Views before that, like I like Views. I like if you're too late a lot. I like nothing yeah. was the same a lot. So, but yeah, for for the new record, uh, Back Outside Boys, which is just a Drake song. I like the just solo Drake songs. I think Drake did not bring 21 Savage. 21 Savage either didn't bring his best or Drake did not bring the best of 21 Savage out of him. I like Back Outside Boys, which is just a Drake song. And I like Middle of the Ocean, which is just a Drake song. Those are both very good. And then the song with Travis Scott is really good too. So I like that one. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's It'll probably be really, really popular and... It's yeah, I think it's. I, I it's, think I'll it's miss. Sell, I think like, I'll miss the hype on this one. But, I think it's uh, sold like four hundred k first week or something like that. It'll 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 miss the, you know, mark for me. But that's I just, mean, it it, it, it missed the, little the little mark for my expectations because I wanted really the banger Drake to come back out or like the gangster twenty one Savage to come back out. But I don't know. You know the yeah, song Mister Right Now off of uh, Savage Mode two. Uh, not off the top of my head. It's a, it's a, the, it's the Drake feature on Savage Mode Two, and it reminds me of this album. It's like really like hmm. slow and. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. But. I think it's, I think it's what every dude with a perm and a receding hairline that's you know with the, <laughs> with the front, you know where they brush all their hair forward and like it's a big yeah. ball in the forehead, and they're really trying to hide the receding hairline. Um, those guys are gonna eat this up. They're gonna like vape to the shit. They're gonna like. There's a lot of guys who eat their wee pens and shit, and like, yeah, and then like wear their Nike, like full Nike fit to this, and their Adidas, you know. <laughs> yes, the tracksuits, Ultra Boost, and like, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I Ultra Boost. I love Ultra Boost. That's a comfortable. I, shoe. I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm stereotyping, but they're gonna I, love this shit. They're gonna eat it up. They're gonna kiss each other. Do it like. Yeah, I'm just it's saying a, that I think if Drake was. Like a few years ago, Drake, I would like the culture more, but everybody and their mom listens to Drake. And I just don't feel I don't feel like his music is like the same. I I I, I for how popular he is and how much accessibility he has to producers and all that, he used to take advantage of that, even on Scorpion yeah. and like more life. Like he I mean he could be better. The, oh, a hundred percent. No doubt he could be better. And, yeah. I wish he was. I wish he had more diversity in producers because yeah. I'm sure Cause a he's lot a good of he's a good know. rapper too. You listen to songs like Tuscan Leather. Yeah, good, he's good flow. He's, he's good got it in him. him. He's got it in but him. But uh, I think whatever. he's trying to do more of a Kanye thing. I feel like too, like the way he's posting about this album too. Before yeah, God, like, God knows what he's doing. It's it's just I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm not, I don't nothing I get, really. Uh, it's gonna about. be it's gonna be popular, but yeah. very typecasted kind of music. Yeah. Um very i don't know not my thing but it's all right you got any uh any albums that you want to talk about from the past week uh yeah actually um so i think i brought this up last week that i listened to a lot of uh, hop along yeah uh their album painted shut i listened to all the way through when i was in the shower 
Mm-hmm. It, well, not the whole thing. It's 40 minutes long. That's a long ass shower. But long maybe shower. like, you know, throughout a few showers. And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was really good. I, I painted shut by how okay. long. It's very That's good. Cool. The chick that sings is so cool. Her voice is so cool. It's very like oh female rock. singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a girl. Oh, that's cool. It's a very like girl rock, but it's so fucking powerful and good. I love that. I love girl music. You know that. Um, girl, girl oh, music. For everyone yeah. that doesn't know that, that that's an inside joke. I don't believe in girl music, but that's what we. Call no, it. there music doesn't have gender. No, yeah. obviously not. I I want to clear that up. That's a, just a joke. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is really good. Um, and I got my girlfriend's stamp of approval. She likes Sweet. a couple songs. Love that. This, so I'm like, I know it's good. I know the the indie kids are gonna love it. Yeah, there you um, go. The alt, the alt kids. Oh, I, I've been listening to a lot of Jeff Buckley. Uh, he is, oh yeah, um, Grace. He died. Grace, and, yeah, you know whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I listened I'm to I listened familiar. to sketches for my sweetheart, the drunk. Like I listened to that a lot, but um, which is you know has, I think it's like after he died or whatever that was like released to. Yeah, but I never listened. Doesn't to he Grace. have a a daughter or a son that's like doing music right now? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I think I saw but, someone um, on Twitter, but he can fucking rock and I love it. And it's been on my it's list very, of like albums to fully listen to for a long time. Grace has yeah, it's very it's very trendy uh right now to like Jeff Buckley. Yeah, he, that's why it's if on you my, go to any vintage store all the time. Yeah, you, you go into any any vintage store or record store, it's all like yeah. Jeff Buckley, like Record right. store of Jeff Buckley records like everywhere. Like Grace is everywhere, and it's Grace just, like everywhere. Yeah, it just sucks because I lo- I loved Jeff Buckley like years ago. Like yeah, you were you when were I really. What I I think naturally when you find like certain music that you like is in high school and like college and that kind of stuff and like finding Jeff Buckley in high school before like the wave. Before of, he, yeah, before the resurgence, let's say. Yeah, yeah. which it, it's kind of weird to be like, oh yeah, I like Jeff Buckley too, and it's like. Oh, you just like I don't want to be like judge for find you know finding yeah. Jeff Buckley before a lot of people. I don't want to be like that guy either. Of like, oh, kind of like the kind of like the he has like he has like the MF Doom syndrome. Rest in peace, MF Doom. But rest in peace. Yeah, Dude, but like there there was a time. I feel like we've kind of grown out of it, but there was a time where MF Doom fans were like hostile to people who are were just discovering MF Doom because. Yeah. They felt like they were entitled of, to something for knowing him before he died. Maybe a lot of a lot of indie kids and like 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 the vintage kids and all that they gatekeep yeah. a lot. Right. Rock, yeah. Which is everybody a, gatekeeps. So what? Yeah. It's, it's a problem in music. Yeah. Which is because like people think they have something like unique. Like they think it's like their their music and stuff, and it's just like music doesn't listen, belong to, to anybody. To. Like no. yeah. I, have, I, really, I think that's what we do with this podcast is we don't really have a set yeah or an idea of if, music if i found something everything. i if i found something i really liked i'm not gonna like be like oh i'm not showing this to riley because this like it's is me like sure there's music that i think like describes like that i have like a personal connection to but i'm not gonna not share that with other people so yeah yeah, yeah, very gatekeeping music is very weird. I I don't and it and it turns people off to whole albums. You're doing the reverse of what. Yeah, you and it, it turns you people off the application to... of recommending it to someone. That's why they, that's why people gatekeep, and like by doing that, those people probably won't listen to that album now because they're like, oh, I, that one dick said, ah, oh, this is my music or whatever. Like, 
Yeah, or just didn't. Yeah, and it's – I see a lot of people um, – I'm even guilty of this. Uh, say that they don't want to listen to an artist because they don't like the fans of that artist, mm. which I yeah. get that a lot too. Sometimes I see there's there's quite a few artists who have fan bases that I me with despise. Drake, right? Or or you know, there's other examples for me that I'm not going to say, but there's a few where mm. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this person's music because it reminds me of these people who are fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, but they probably yeah. make good music. Hey, I, 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 well, I was about to hey, say did I love you Nav, see Did you see Navi on the perk? He's leaning. I, I did. Got a bunch of bad bitches trying to meet him. Is that the first uh, classic mix-up moment? Is that the first like thing I ever showed you? Yeah, but that was like six yeah. years ago. Yeah, but that's like that's like the birthplace of this podcast. It's it's rooted in "Did You See Nav" by Nav. Us listen because I didn't have AirPods because I was broke. My my family's broke. Oh, true. And you had AirPods. I had AirPods before and, everybody, for the record. Yeah, um, and you and we would listen to we would listen to uh, Nav in in English. Uh, honors English class in ninth yes, grade. Sir. Shout out Miss Miller. What a dog. S. C. Miller. I hope this podcast she, finds you somehow. She Miss Miller's a dog. Yeah, she's got that dog in her. She got that dog in her. I wonder how uh, she's doing. This is a good teacher. She said she's at was it, she's at Utica High School. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, dude. Shout That's out Utica here. High School. Alumni, alum right here. Yeah, not Utica me, but no. But I'll take the other one. Um, yeah, dude, that class was insane. We listened to Nav and YBN Demir. Remember when we were rubbing off the paint? Every, we were watching every YBN drop. We we're like, oh, another YBN song. They used to come out with so much music, and nothing ever achieved what rubbing off the paint did for the culture that's still well, to this day it, it, it held up i mean it's a banger dread singing just like i'm a roster i mean you can laugh at it and i like to laugh at it but it's a banger i mean there's some nav songs that still go hard and i'll die on that hill say a little number where you bet and then i'm just passing the breeze <laughs> i will die on the hill that nav has bangers and i mean yeah minute minute's still a great song diamonds yeah. on my fist both sides featuring 21 savage is one that i recently heard after not I'm hearing for maybe like three that... years or four th- four years fuck them dog which is so funny because around that time period i was listening to the opposite genre and i'm like around that time period reminds me of not the same music it's like the opposite yeah it's like it's like peach pit and like uh you know yeah. like indies shit that's funny because I mean I I showed you some stuff like that but like we never like actually really talked about music because I wasn't that big into music at that time. So yeah, right. I was listening to more like just the mainstream rap stuff. I mean I I was a like a emo kid. I was on the I was on the fringe of of not being an emo kid anymore at that time. So mm. yeah, mm. but yeah, I listened to uh, quite a bit this week. I I found a band that I think you would like if you haven't heard of already. Um, What's that? Uh, it's it's a band called Benches. It's an indie rock band. Dude, um, shut yeah. the fuck up. I figured. I, I, I love Benches. I just yeah. fuck, I've listened to Benches so fucking much right now. Hold yeah, on, really. I, yes, dude. Yeah, that's I, cool. They're good. Literally. They they like the, my my only gripe with them is they sound like so much like the Strokes. That I'd rather just listen to the Strokes, but like Benches yeah, but I don't care. It's like two Strokes. Yeah, it's like two Strokes. That's, that's what that's like what I'm. Yeah, it's like cool. I'm two Strokes. Yeah, wishful thinking like at its best. Oh my god, fucking yeah, that's how I'm uh, listening to. Angry lizard noise. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the intro fuck, track, right? Heaven, yeah, angry yeah, lizard noise. Heaven, 
So, um, so here's so I listened to that wishful thinking album, and I'm like, this is just like the Strokes, but like different dudes, but like it's cool. So then I like went to listen to more. Um, have you heard their their EP? It's called Vandalism. It's really short EP. Um, uh, let's see. That is a little bit of their own. No, I haven't. So, so that they kind of have their own identity on a little more. Um, that didn't remind me of strikingly remind me of the Strokes. Um, oh, dude, this is very like MGMT. Like, uh, fuck, it. dude, this reminds me of stuff I was into like peak COVID. Yeah. Like very like. Yeah. Are you are you an ambient. MGMT fan? When I smoked a lot of weed, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I yeah. I uh, had a love at first listen moment with MGMT fairly recently with Oracular Spectacular. I, I love that album, dude. That it just it it's crazy times, crazy times. Yeah, you still like it or not really? Not so much. Uh, it's just different shit. I just don't listen to it anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I, well. I've only I, recently gotten into it, so I listen to. Like so much music so it's like i could you know just because i listen to one thing at one time doesn't mean i'm not listening to the of course yeah and i was just wondering if you were an mgmt fan or not because i i've never i know they're like huge and they're like a have a cult following but like i never got into them but i recently heard oracular spectacular and it was love at first listen mm-hmm. so and yeah. little dark ages i mean been stuck mm-hmm. in my head for yep. perpetually so yeah i had some friends in that i hung out with a lot that loved that shit yeah <laughs> damn nothing all that music just reminds me of like good times yeah def- yeah it does it does uh, i miss it i'm excited for uh the in-person episode of classic mix-up dude yeah you're gonna be back for thanksgiving right yeah black friday special the day after Thanksgiving, uh, Classic Mix-Up is be, dropping. Are we doing it in person? Yeah. Classic Mix-Up is dropping. Are you going to be home the whole episode. week? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be home the whole week. We're recording it in person. Of course we are. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to do something cool for that. Some, some well, yeah. We'll throw a little something together. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm assuming you have, you have more to talk about. So I don't want to stop on your I, Yeah. I've been trying to find that. Because the. Oh, okay. Um. Painted shut. I said that. Yeah, right. Um, reasonable drought by stove. You listen to it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's really good. I yeah, you know what's funny? I listened to it this week too, and I was gonna talk about it again. <laughs> it was good. It's um Yeah, it's solid. Stove God Cooks is part of Griselda, who we love. We, we always talk about yeah, Griselda. And I love Stove God um, Cooks on it was good. a personal level, bro. Yeah. 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 Bro, okay. he said he said stove Jesus whipping on the pot after three days the dope ro- or wait, what did he say? He said Stove Jesus whipping the dope after the third day it jumped up out the pot or something. I don't know. He's he's just built different. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I mean, yeah, it was good I rap. To, I listened to Fly God. It's an awesome God 2 for the first time, which is another nice. West Side Gun album. Yeah. Um, um, two Stove God Cooks appearances on there. Uh, one, speaking, we're going back to the baseball thing. Uh, Jose Canseco by West Side Gun featuring Stove God Cooks. Great mm-hmm. song. Yes, sir. So, yeah. I uh, I listened to uh Lift Your Skinny Fist like in Oh yeah, you did. The um Godspeed You Black Emperor. Yeah. Not a fan. Nah. I don't like instrumental I, music. I don't so. get it. I I 
I, I get why like people would think it's a really good music really good music but I it's a know. yeah people praise the, the composition and like the musical side of it I haven't heard um, it fully because I don't who has time for that but um I don't like instrumental music so I yeah uh the microphones the glow part two oh you listen to it that. That was yeah good. I liked it uh, yeah, I okay, cool. the the guy who like he's the lead he's like it's like his band he Phil, did that Phil one Averone. album. Yeah. Mount, yeah, I think Mount Erie. Yeah, so he, he does the microphones in Mount Erie, yeah. I listened to the A Curl Looked at Me a long time ago, probably a couple months ago. Probably okay, yeah. Classic I haven't, that I haven't heard it yet because I don't want to want to kill That's myself. sad as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with A Crow Looked at Me by Mount Erie slash Phil Elverham, he wrote it about his dying, I believe now deceased wife. Wolf. Like, yeah yeah she died, died it's of the cancer. process of her having cancer but figuring out she and his the day she figured out well after he wrote the album after she after died, she died about the process of and then they finding out she had cancer living with that and i think believe the grieving process i haven't listened to it because i oh, oh it's so powerful you need to I, you, I, oh, it, I, it's more emotional than the glow part two well i i want to listen to it but i want to just listen to it at the right time i mean i don't I don't think it's an album to be taken lightly. To just maybe like, when oh, you're back home. Maybe when yeah. you're back home in your own bed and like just like right. I, I don't think it's an album to be like, oh, I have a free hour. I'm gonna listen to a crow looked at me. Like I just wanna I did that walking around campus when I was like some of the most depressed and like out of this semester. Well, yeah, I'm 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 waiting until I get depressed. Oh, that's good. It, ha- it happens every once in a while. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. I gotta find the right moment. Yeah um music wise microphones are good though glow part two is awesome and i was gonna give it to you to listen to for the podcast eventually but i'll give it to me again i'll break it down okay okay there's a lot maybe eventually i'm not listening to it now yeah i wasn't going to to, for fun but but there's um, a lot to 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 unpack there so yeah i gotta i gotta do the the rounds you listen to some good ass music this week i feel bad because last week i don't know a single thing you said this week yeah but I listened to Benches last week too. I listened to Brent Fias's first album, Saunders. Okay, that's, that's a not huge really my foundation. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to turn everybody on to the R&B soul kind of. Yeah, music. <clears throat> never I really been to... my cup of tea, but well, it's like Smino. Like it's very like that. Yeah, I've been meaning to re-listen to to Love for Rent, but um, yeah. <sighs> what else do you do? Um. I don't know. I've been listening to the same stuff as I did last week, to be honest. Like, I, I have yeah. a pretty big playlist right now, so I'm getting good variation. And That's cool. I'm kind of jumping around to a lot of uh, Turnstile and Tool. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of Tool. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's cool. 10,000 Days by Tool. I've been listening to a lot of that for some reason, just to, like, headbang. Um, I never listened to I – I didn't listen to On Avery Island yet. Yeah. Did, did you tell me to listen to it? Did I, 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 I told uh you said last week that you listened to i think what'd you say night naomi yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah naomi. and i'm and like I, I i it took me a while but after a couple months i've grown to absolutely love the entire <laughs> album so mm. big recommend for it so yeah no i that's I right down my alley yet, so. yeah i i uh listened to um <clears throat> have you heard of uh, Let the Sun Talk by, or have you heard of Mavi at all or Mavi? I don't know how you say his name. No, no. He reminds me of like an Earl Sweatshirt, navy blue type 
kind of oh the new mic drop sorry to cut you off but yeah no he's in that uh mavi is totally in that vein so if you like mike yeah i recommend it um and then i listened to a really interesting album called absolutely by this guy called dijon Mm. reminded me a lot of uh i think the big comparison to that that guy is frank ocean he reminded me of frank ocean so it was cool it was pretty good but uh nothing nothing crazy for me this week except for I really fuck with the benches albums I listen to, and I really fuck with Oracular Spectacular. I've been bumping that. Yeah, by MGMT, so that's perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm trying to find you an album, but yeah, I was thinking about the same thing for you. Um, I have a couple options. One of which is the Glow Part Two, so I'm gonna hold off on that. Um, okay. Yeah, I give I'm me some give time. You... To... Yeah, okay. Um, while Riley's doing that, I'll go ahead and plug the podcast. Um, first off, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, follow Classic Mixup. You can follow us at Classic Mixup Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we have Linktree in our bio. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, probably other places too. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know all the places I upload this thing to, but you can go ahead and look for it. Uh, recommend it to your friends. Uh, help us out. Support the brand. Grow the brand. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm picking on an album here for Riley. Um, he's looking for me. I'm going to say mine for you real quick. I'm going with a kind of left field pick here. Um, I'm going with an album that I don't know what's going to happen when we listen to it, but uh, I'm going to give you uh, Bury Me at Makeout Creek by Mitski. You son of a bitch. I've never listened to Mitski before. Right. I figured yeah. I figured you never listened to Mitski before. And I figured you probably wouldn't on your own. So what is it called again? It's called Bury Me at Makeout Creek. So it's um her first her first uh project, I think, twenty fourteen. Okay. Because I had this before I give you an album, I had this funny thing happen to me with my girlfriend and Yeah, I bet your girlfriend loves this album. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I don't. I don't need to get into it. I. I don't. I've not listened. This is my. Uh, this out of my. My expertise. I know but it I, is, but I thought maybe we were watching Dance Moms when I was over her place okay. the other day. Okay. Legendary. And sure. They they can't use copyrighted music, so they have to use some generic ass shit. And right. it was this like it sounded like Phoebe, like it would be some sad ass Phoebe Bridgers song. Yeah, yeah. Was that their like like lyrical dance category or whatever? Or? Yeah, it was very like. Girl yeah, singing yeah. acoustic. I've watched guitar. a lot of Dance Moms. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you know the episode, but and they were like, my girlfriend and her roommate were like, this song sucks. Why do they choose a song? I'm like, and I turned to my girlfriend and said, I feel like you would have you played this for me at some point. <laughs> like, I feel like you, you played. You probably like shouldn't that. have said that. And she got so fucking mad that I said, I'm not wrong though. Like, I'm not <laughs> wrong. You can like look. Yeah. I swear, because that day she was playing me a whole bunch of like, um, I think Phoebe Bridgers. Is she like married to a dude now or engaged? And then like I don't know. I don't know. But they were like, "There's." A, I'm probably mixing everything up. Like I don't know. Music. I love Phoebe Bridgers' music. I don't classic. Know about that's her why this life. is called the classic mix-up. Yeah, because I never you just yeah like we, we yeah. Um, but anyway, so she was like literally playing me that that kind of music, like a girl and an acoustic guitar, and she's like, "This is so good. This is like her <laughs> her like best song." And yeah, and then and then after I said that to her, she's like, "Well." You know, you might be, you might be right, and I'm like, yeah, I'm right. And she's like, 
Well, at least my, at least she's like, all of your music's like, brah, 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 rock, rock, rock. And I'm like, <laughs> you're so right, though. Like, that's all. I mean, I she's, yeah, I, I don't know. Any music can be just denounced to blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Well, she did like guitar. Like, so. yeah, I know. All right. Uh, fuck, dude. I'm, I'm just trying to, I don't know. Do we need to delay the decision? No, 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 no. no okay. No, no. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I can talk about make bury me and make out creep for a quick second. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's a great album, first off, and it's I don't you know I'm I maybe I'm kind of being mean because I don't know and I don't even think you are gonna like it, but I know you're not gonna listen to it on your own, so I want you to experience it. So I I think there's some cool. I, it would be there. it would be probably while I'm driving with my girlfriend if I ever listen to it outside of. Yeah, right, and I feel like you're you're more prone to not like the music in that situation okay i i'm sorry to cut you off i have a uh, great album that i don't think i've you've ever listened to is okay. one of my favorite albums of all time yours yeah, dreamly by the arcs okay yeah i haven't it's um, in our and i've talked about Twitter. it yeah. yeah yeah it's great it's um because they have a new album coming out i think okay. this year um or next year beginning of next year and i i wore vans that had been painted on the cover. This it's a really cover. cool album cover. I'm familiar with the album cover. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's one of my favorite vinyls to listen to. Cool. Um, some of my favorite songs of all time. It's slow and drawn out. A lot of the songs, but like set. I would say recommending, especially for you, set a mindset to just relax and listen to this album because a lot okay, of the but... songs are slow and very like jammy, kind of like just kind of slow cool. drum i listen to it when i'm just like chilling at night yeah cool um sounds good yeah all right yeah all right. i think uh i think that uh, does it then yeah we have next week's set um any final words for the for the people here um don't gatekeep music share your love for music with the world your music love if someone doesn't like agree with you know like your music or whatever like in like don't be mean to them be cool with them mm, be like true. oh it's okay it's, you know at the end of the day we're all kind of living in the same world no matter what you listen to no matter if and, you to and music no is subjective yeah so and kind of just every you know music helps us stay happy so if you bash someone else's music um you know it kind of bashes them too the, in, their insides their feelings so just stay conscious of that don't gatekeep because if you yeah. gatekeep you might have a little 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 like 16 year old kid being like oh man this song's awesome and then you're like fuck you like whatever and then they're not gonna like go to yeah a and that's not cool you know for the first time think about what if that happened to you with your favorite artist if someone gatekeep black keys for me i wouldn't be the man that you're looking exactly for. so yeah, i would no. have probably short hair and i'd be probably listening to drake <laughs> uh there you go you heard it from you heard it here first folks yeah, if you have uh, short hair that, and you're listening to Drake, grow that shit out and listen to the Black Keys. Yeah, and be cool. Um, be no, cool. but usually everybody just um, stay happy. Um, well, I mean that's easier said than done. But try to try to stay positive. Read a book. I've been reading books recently, having fun with just turning off my brain. Uh, life's been stressful for me, so just being able to escape a little bit using escapism through music and video games and reading and going to school um has been really nice and uh so just try to try to eat healthy too that helps a lot too and 
go for uh, enjoy the outdoors before um at least for us it's really really dark and the clock snowy. is ticking for us. but uh just go outside oh and i think like i think going in even like if even if it is a shitty day there's beauty in it you know the mm-hmm. like i was always fascinated by it's gonna get a little, little deep into discussion now but gray skies make people really sad but i love gray skies because it is quite literally the accumulation of clouds at a consistent level creating the this like this a like that the illusion of that yeah. the skies yeah but i never thought of it that way and so the sky isn't really gray those are that's accumulation it's water it's you know it's vapors it's not it's not gray they're white too they're not even gray it's you know it's so it's like um i don't know it's just a like everything is thinly veiled in life and you're kind of everything that you're going through right now someone else has gone through so not to make you feel small but it's to make those things seem thinly veiled like that kind of like thin veil of gray clouds over the sky that like things will be okay keep going keep crushing it find the little things in life i love that wise words from riley as usual uh with that we'll leave you uh have a good week thanks for listening and i will see you next week bye guys love you all